Hey, Wesley friends, welcome to Thrive. Tonight we're hearing the words of Jesus in John 7. John 7, 37 to 39. Here's part two of a two-part series called Thrivology. Uh, it's meant to set the stage for teaching that's to come this semester as we learn to live like we're made to live. Here's the bottom line from, from John 7 tonight. We thrive when Jesus quenches our thirst. We thrive when the Holy Spirit fills us up. We thrive when we overflow living water into a thirsty world. Let's hear it from John 7, 37. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. And then John adds this comment. When Jesus said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him, but the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. So Jesus said these words at a festival called the Festival of Tabernacles or the Feast of Shelters. Um, it's basically a week-long Thanksgiving. It's a harvest celebration. It's a, it's a giving thanks for the rain that brought the crops this year, and it's a look back and giving thanks to the time when God gave water from the rock. It, uh, it's a water festival. It's a, it's a thanksgiving for the ways they're blessed by water. And every year they remember and celebrate the, the rain that brought the crops and water from the rock with this ritual. On the, the great day of the festival, the last day, a priest would lead a parade down the hill from the temple to a spring, and he would scoop up water in a fancy golden jar and then process back up the hill to the temple, inside the temple, and pour out that water as a, a sacrifice and an offering of thanksgiving for the ways God had blessed them with water. So they were remembering and they were celebrating, but... But somewhere along the way, these thirsty people stopped drinking the living water. And they slumped instead into a, a dry retelling and remembering of their history. Instead of drinking deeply and, and trusting God with their present circumstances, they just looked back on what God had done in the past. I think they forgot that they were thirsty. So this is the scene that Jesus interrupted with his loud shout of an invitation to come to him and drink. Um, Jesus interrupts this festival of water by saying, I'm better water than that water. I'm better water than that because I can quench your spiritual thirst and you'll never thirst again because I can fill you up with the Holy Spirit and because I can overflow from you into the thirsty world around you. So Jesus gives us three ways that we thrive on his living water. He quenches spiritual thirst, he fills us up, and he overflows us. First, we thrive when Jesus quenches our thirst. Just like physical thriving comes from H2O hydration, spiritual thriving comes from living water hydration. Our cells are made up of 70% water, I heard a preacher say you can last three days without any water. We quickly run out of life when we run out of water and we wither without the living water. 
John 7, 37, 38, Jesus says, he's our living water hydration station. He says, anyone who is thirsty, come to me and drink. He says, anyone, uh, anyone who's thirsty. And to say anyone implies that everyone needs to. That includes me, that includes you, if you're thirsty. And aren't we all thirsty? I mean, Jesus was. Jesus knew thirst. On the cross, he said, I'm thirsty. And in John 4, in that famous visit with a woman at a well in the middle of a hot day, Jesus came to her and said, please give me a drink. He was thirsty. Check that out. The living water needed a drink of water. Know and be encouraged that the one who quenches your thirst understands your thirst because he's felt it, both physically and spiritually. Jesus gets your thirst. What are you thirsty for? What is it you're thirsty for? We, uh, we try to hydrate a lot of secondary symptoms of our thirst, like stress and, and worry. But, but Psalm 63.1 pegs our primary thirst for connection with our Creator. David writes these words, My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. Our primary thirst is for connection with our Creator in this dry world we're living in. Friend, are you to the point where you know that Jesus is what you're thirsty for? Jesus said, anyone who is thirsty, come to me and drink. And Jesus defined drinking as believing. And believing is trusting. Think about it. Um, when you drink anything, you're believing in that drink. When you drink anything, you're trusting it. You're trusting it to be what you think it is. And you're trusting yourself to that drink as you uh, pour that cup of coffee into your, into your insides. Drinking is an act of trust. It's an act of believing. And, and so it is when you drink Jesus, the living water of Jesus. You're entrusting, uh, you're trusting Him to be for your thirsty soul who He is. And you're entrusting yourself to Him as you open up and drink in His living water. Drinking living water, it means trusting Jesus. So that day at the festival... Thirsty people celebrated water, but most of them never took a drink. You see, everybody's thirsty, but not everybody's drinking living water. Jesus invites us all to drink deeply of his living water because we thrive when Jesus quenches our thirst. Second, second way we thrive on living water we thrive because the Holy Spirit wells up within us and fills us up like a spring bubbling and filling us from the inside. John 7, 38 and 39. You see, spiritual thriving starts with living water hydration, but deep spiritual thriving happens from Holy Spirited hydration. Verse 38 says, Rivers of living water will flow from your heart. And that means that when you drink deeply of the living water of Jesus, that the Holy Spirit just wells up and fills you up and bubbles up and floods your life from the inside. This is what the New Testament is, is talking about 
with the language of being baptized with the Holy Spirit. This is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's the active presence of God filling, flooding, consuming, saturating your life. And our role in it is to surrender, to open, to welcome in, to drink deeply. Here's thriving. Um, when you're living from, a, from the deep spring of the Holy Spirit, here's some of what Holy Spirited thriving looks like. It looks like power when you're weak. Your weakness actually becomes an opportunity for the strength of God to show through you. Holy Spirited thriving means equipping and gifting for you to make a kingdom difference here, now. It means comfort and assurance to navigate these crazy days. It means fruit, fruit that remakes you like Jesus. And Holy Spirited thriving means holiness. I mean, what else would you expect from someone whose name is Holy Spirit? We thrive because the Holy Spirit fills us up like a spring bubbling up living water from the inside of us. Now, third way thriving happens is this. When living water fills us and overflows us, the world around us thrives in that river of living water. The world around us thrives in that river of living water. John 7, 38, Jesus says, rivers of living water flow from us because the Holy Spirit overflows us. What an amazing strategy to bring the kingdom. Jesus digs a living water well in you so that the water wells up and, and then overflows you into the world around you, irrigating your corner of the kingdom. What an amazing strategy to bring the kingdom. Think about it in terms of Matthew 5, 6. It's one of the Beatitudes where Jesus says, God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, those who hunger and thirst for justice. And with these words, Jesus calls us to thirst for other people's justice, to make someone else's thirst my thirst. This summer, after 400 years, our nation finally began facing our systemic racial injustice. People got thirsty for justice. People got thirsty for other people's justice. And it was beautiful. Thousands of people marched through Starkville. First steps were taken. But are we as thirsty now as we were then? The challenge for us is to, to stay thirsty for justice, to stay thirsty for others' justice, to stay thirsty for what's right for all. Because the overflow from your life brings living water to whatever is defeated and dead and disordered. When living water fills us up and overflows, the world around us thrives. That's the plan. So let me wrap this up with three to thrive on. First, take your thirst to Jesus. Would you, would you say to Jesus what the woman at the well said to Jesus when she realized he was living water? She said, please, sir, give me this water. Borrow her words. Please, sir, give me this water. Take your thirst to Jesus. Second, open your life to be filled up with the Spirit of God. 
Come Holy Spirit is maybe the best three-word prayer ever. Pray it daily. Pray it often. Come Holy Spirit. And then finally, thirst for justice for others in our thirsty world. Look through the eyes of Jesus at people and places and situations. Look for people who are thirsty for justice and make their thirst your thirst. So Jesus invites us all to drink deeply. May this living water that we drink deeply so well up in us that it overflows into our thirsty world.